0: I'll say this: the version of that song that's on uh, the uh, live right here, right now, double album. They, they do they do a cover of Eagles Fly, I think, on that record. If it's not on the record, it's in the the DVD. That's how old we are. Okay. Uh, hold on, let me empty my colostomy bag and take my geritol. I'll be back in a moment. Um, <laughs> no, they, they Turn it to PBS him.
1: while he does it. It's I want to
0: watch my shows. What, what was the thing your grandmother used to tell you to yell call him up and yell him are mispronouncing?
1: Welcome to Two Shots and a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, your money, your move, and Liquid Death, murder your thirst. Let's get back into it. What Hawaii.
0: The- Michael. Hawaii.
1: <laughs> Hawaii. Michael. Call PBS. Call PBS, And tell them it is Hawaii. Yeah, she would be would be like, first of all, why am I watching PBS at eleven o'clock at my grandparents' house? But I am. Yeah. And she's half a bottle of vodka down. <laughs> and can just see and she's sitting sitting in the kitchen. And, you know, they're my old grandparents, so they had a kitchen table that you sit at and drink at. Yeah. That also had the... The the rotary telephone? That's right, kids. That's called a rotary telephone. Yeah. And and what's so funny about that is that PBS at the time had... um, So if you ever get a chance to use a rotary phone... The thing is, is that the higher the number, the longer the dial. Oh, yeah. And so, like, yeah. but but like PBS was like, I don't know, it was like 303. I don't want to give it away, but it was like probably 555-9999. It was like all oh, last shit. numbers. They're all nines. So here's, here's lovely me. And by the way, my therapist and I have gone through all this. But here's mm-hmm. me, young, watching my grandma drinking vodka that I had tried to put a bunch of water in. Yeah. Uh, she knew. You good alcoholics know. Don't try that, kids. Don't try that. What what are we, fucking amateurs here? Come on. Yeah. You don't think they know? Um, But so uh, I would fake call PBS. So she would get mad at them. They're showing too many goddamn cheetahs, Michael. (laughs) Michael anyway she would and then the uh, hawaii just pissed her off to no end every time <laughs> someone would say hawaii and so i would fake call pbs to shut her up so mm. i put the phone to my ear sh- yeah. chica chica, sh- chica chica, and go through the whole thing uh hi is this pbs and like you know like i'm talking to somebody Mm-hmm. But I had to make it really quick before it went beep beep beep
0: Let everybody Cause, know that because alcoholics are can it. hear that too. <laughs> well, um, not if they're alcoholic musicians. They may have lost a little of that in the uh, the That's Marshall true. days. That's true. she
1: was a pianist. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Folks. I beg your pardon.
0: She's a piano player. Okay, got it. <laughs> I understand. Um,
1: oh, by the way, let's settle
0: that. Are we not doing pianist anymore? I am fine with pianist. I just think it sounds a lot like penis because I'm nine inside. Yes, I'm still 13. Yeah. So yeah. it just, you know, requires But I mean, a is little... that
1: the correct nom like,
0: I believe so. Like, are we still
1: doing that? Yeah.
0: Um, so, like, didn't I've been they told... change
1: flautist on me? Like, you know somebody who plays
0: flutes. She's told me that it's not flautist. It's actually flutist. And um, I, I don't know if you can hear, it, but she's doing a duet practice upstairs right now. I just threw up a little in my mouth I'm sorry um, it had Nothing to do with the duet practice no, <laughs> <everything> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. let Just make sure that's clear <laughs> It has everything to do with the carbonated beverage I consumed moments ago um, But yeah, like she's upstairs practicing right now But she told me it's not flautist It's flutist And I'm like, okay But Can you check with her on whether it ever has been flautist? I because think it has been flautist Okay, because I, I feel like
1: I was going to go into music education Thinking it was flautist Oh boy I mean, when I was in the program to, like, go be yeah. a music teacher, and you have to learn all that stuff for, like, orchestras and stuff, and, like, yeah. I wanted to learn the correct things. Yeah. But, you know, I'm an old guy, and so, like, it's maybe it's changed. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. there's a subgroup of people who live in New Zealand that are like, yeah, oh, <laughs> we're flautists, you know, and that's flautists. Yeah. But pianists, you know, I just think
0: of the Animaniacs too. Like, Thank you, folks. Uh, Good night. <laughs> it was also the uh, the uh, we found Prince fingerprints. I don't think so. I don't. think <laughs> They've so. They've got Prince she's got Prince in her hand. Uh, yeah, that that show, even the like the remake over the last couple of years has been really really fun too. Just completely irreverent, you know, fantastic animation. I didn't um, watch the remake. It's it's good,
1: is it? It's all okay. it's all on
0: Hulu, yeah. Um, okay. It's it's really fun, and it's you know the OG vocal ca- voice cast. So you know you've got your Rob Paulsons and your Maurice LaMarches, and uh, is it Tress McNeil? Does uh, is to drive me nuts? Is it tamed
1: to where they don't do the hello nurse those kind of lines anymore? Yeah, or? it's a little bit
0: tamed from yeah. that. Yeah, but so it's just a little bit more PC, but it's still uh, it's still really fun. Um, not as many. Uh, they might be giants covers uh, this on you know, these uh, these last uh, <laughs> this last season. So yeah, well, that's the good. the season. Uh, the, so they 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 started it back up again in 2020, the end of 2020, and they just had their third season uh, in 2023 for the the remake. Aha, the, very nice. the original was of course in 1993 to 1998. So yeah, wow! I know. Formative. I love that,
1: and I yeah. love, I love that I have that with like some of my elder millennial friends or millennial yeah. friends that that love that and it was like, they're like, you know, why did you, you know, I was in school at the time. That makes sense for me to watch cartoons. Like, yeah. what were you doing? I was like, I was sitting I was in my apartment smoking, smoking weed, weed, watching. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> We were doing the same thing. Same thing, was,
0: dude. You know, you think, you want to know how They're I know They're like, today. not same
1: thing. I was in sixth grade. I'm like, it's same yeah. thing.
0: Same thing. <laughs> um, it, that's how I know all of the, uh, you know, the the, the countries. Um, it's thanks to Animaniacs. <laughs> um, you know? Like, no, yeah, I fucking i love that show and you know that cover the the reason i became a they might be giants fan is because particle man and their cover of istanbul not constantinople mm-hmm. um in that uh, using and, and animated these videos too those are the two i remember But particle man in particular um i remember because oh i'm my like
1: god w- Istanbul, not constantinople oh <laughs> <sighs> a bitch. That Sorry. Went well. not constantinople Istanbul? Um, wasn't that like originally Falcon something
0: like that it was Falco wasn't he the uh, guy was, that did the whole no that was Rock Me Amadeus yeah I don't think uh, um, the okay let's take a look here oh, Yeah, now we're going uh, to have on, to find it I'm sorry Okay. by the Color way versions. we are
1: again down we are down a Kelsey today because there uh, is a huge nuggets parade happening She's going to be hungover again tomorrow. Yes, and that's okay. That's okay. We're we're not... Look, we're a nice company here. You get all the yeah. personal time you want. You want to go yeah. drink with Jokic. Uh, yeah. That's great. I understand.
0: Um, yeah. By the
1: way, that motherfucker, he is just dying to get out of
0: town. Yeah. He's like, leave me alone. Yeah, go. Go. Are
1: you so happy about winning a championship and the parade's coming up? And he's like, what? I, I thought I'd be going home tomorrow with my horses. Yeah. And yeah. then he looked off the mic and was like, When's the parade? <laughs> You're like Thursday and he's like visibly he grabbed his head, was like, Oh, I gotta stay here two more days. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, from a labor perspective, <laughs> you do not get paid for the parade.
0: No. You no. know, but he yeah, had no. to go. Yeah, it's in his contract. Um, I'd like to say that Nat Simon did the original nineteen fifty three version of that. Uh you Lyrics by Jim, Jimmy Kennedy and music by Nat Simon. It was written on the 500th anniversary of the fall of Constantinople to the Ottomans. Uh, the song's original release, released, performed by the Four Lads, yes, was certified the four as lads. a gold record. Right. Uh, then there was uh, Frankie Vaughan did a cover. Colonel Joy's Joy Boys. Man, if that is not a, a an all male uh, nude review at this point in time, Colonel
1: Joy's Joy Boys. Joy Boys. Woo, that's uh, a hard yeah. one to say. By the way, the first yeah. joy in that has
0: an e. Yes, it does. Uh, and the, and is if the, that's
1: not bad enough, <laughs> tell us the
0: next one. Uh, the, the Big Muffin Serious <laughs> Band. <laughs> and then of course they might be <laughs> which of course the, we know
1: the pedal big muff was named after the big muffin serious band
0: yeah yeah i also they... like
1: that the big muffin like like they came by the way that's a new zealand band i love that the, they were called the big muffin probably and they're like you guys we play serious music and we need to call it the serious band and so they came up with a Big Muffin serious band so that they can't be confused with all the with other Big Muffin. The Big Muffin joke band? Yeah, don't don't take us as a joke, mate. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> Big Muffin wackadoodle band.
1: Holy shit, that was in 1987. That wasn't, yeah. well, I mean, it was a long time ago. What was the
0: record called? It was Jabberwocky Goes to Town? That's <laughs> the record it was on? Yeah. We are reading this, folks, so this is not made yeah, up. Thank you, Wikipedia. This. By the uh, way, I, I've always thought
1: Jabberwocky was a sexual um, position. It is. Is it? Okay, good. If you do it right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Holy shit, keep going. <coughs> um, uh, on then the, the most famous version. They, they might be giants, of course. And um, as it
1: turns out, they are. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's, that's, settled. that's settled canon now. They might be turned into... Yeah, they pretty much are. I don't see...
0: Is there, is there another
1: version of it after the... Oh, okay. Sorry, there is. <laughs> yes. I uh, Can
0: I name this one? Yes, you so can. So a lot
1: of people back in the 90s, you don't know of this guy, but his name was John Cicada. And uh-huh. he came from a group called the Cicados. Did he no, really? No, that's not true at all. <laughs> okay. I was like, fuck. I, you had me there. <laughs> I just made it up. Yeah, it's an Argentine synth pop trio called the Cicados and uh, this is from the debut album "Te Piro Es Respada." Um, I really have gotten
0: that wrong. I, <laughs> 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 wow, we we're just we we're just fucking offending <laughs> everybody with your terrible Spanish. <laughs> um, Espanol de mal. Espanol, yeah. Uh, Te piro es respeto. Respeto. Te piro. Yeah. Respeto. Uh, please. Please add us please. and correct us on our pronunciation.
1: Absolutely, of this, please. <laughs> we just now we're going to chart in Spain or in, uh, in Argentine, in Argentina. Argentina. Um, what yeah. time
0: did you get up and walk into cat puke this morning?
1: Yes. <laughs> Always. I haven't slept in a few days. Oh, it. man. It's been crazy downtown. It's like living in Beirut here right
0: yeah. now. It's just oh, like, Jesus.
1: There's just, just to, sorry to all my Lebanese friends, but it's it's been a little rough here. It's downtown, it's, it's fireworks and sirens going off all the time. This parade thing is madness. Uh, and it's all lovely, you know, celebrating yeah. yet another championship in Denver.
0: Yeah. It's great. It was a was a hell of a game too. Um I'd like to point out that during the two thousands, Istanbul not Constantinople, was performed live by the Australian klezmer gypsy jazz band, Monsieur Camembert. Oh my god. <laughs> appearing on the album Live on Stage. Uh I am gonna go down a Monsieur Camembert rabbit hole uh, <laughs> yes. immediately following this recording. <laughs> Just I think culturally I do too. Yeah.
1: Because we had a little problem with gypsy in a former podcast. Not we. I. I had a problem. I I, I said something. But also, do you know that klezmer is basically shorthand for Jewish? I did know this. Yes. So like yes. any by the way, all you composers <laughs> out there, you get a brief that says they want like a Hebrew Abrahamic Jewish yeah. kind of song from the Middle East, that sort of thing. If they want that, go and search your, your go and search your uh, your instrumentations, and mm-hmm. just start with klezmer, and, start
0: uh, and with that'll, get you <laughs> that'll get you
1: damn close.
0: How to get you damn close? Start with clarinet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you just go, you know,
0: Klezmer <laughs> and then just rip off Hava Nagila over and over and over, basically. Um, I did tell you the story about the uh, I played a I played a Jewish wedding. I played a, uh, you know, and um, the band I'm in, uh, Mazel. indeed. Um, the 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 band leader in that band, if there's a song he doesn't uh, particularly want to learn, he'll pass it off on me. And so it was this, uh, we had to do the Hora that night. And we had, and um, it, you know, I was tasked with singing it. And so, you know, I I remember, I know this is important, especially for the culture. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to find the most Hebrew version of this possible. And I'm really going to try and nail the pronunciation and get everything in this song right, because it's important. And I I, I felt like I wanted to respect this, and, you know. So we start off, of course, we start off super slow, um, and I am am running this band like a clock, you know, like, (laughs) here we go. We're starting, like, here. I am stomping the tempo. <laughs> on the front. It's hammer, hammer's like get, get going, and we get to the fucking end of it, and I, we do the big ending, and, and you know because I and I know I know at this point to do it so long that there are people that have to sit down. Yep, you that's when you need that's now. when they, when you see people starting to you know leave leave the the dance floor and they need to sit or they need to get a drink. That's time to end it. When there's but until no one that left happens, to carry the chair around, yes. you keep it fucking going until they There's like, oh, whew, just need a moment here." Like, so it was 10 minutes of this shit. And, you know, we get done with it and like, ah, there's a bunch of shit getting thrown, smashed, all of us. fucking great time. And I, you know, we take our set break, and I'm walking off to the to the restroom and this um uh, small, petite, little little older Jewish lady walks up to me and said, your pronunciation was magnificent. I know you're not one of us, but when the end times come, you stick close to me, kid. Whoa, and I was like, "You are the nana. fucking cutest." Yeah, from a nana. I, I was like, I was like, "I'm honored by your presence." <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, exactly Do what a I wanted. A
1: very nice job out there. <laughs> you've uh, got a, yeah. you've
0: got an invitation to the chosen. I am I am I'm feeling <laughs> Feeling Feeling special now Um you Okay should. so <laughs> I believe we've been You down I, enough played that, I, played once I played that I played it at
1: a wedding once
0: <laughs> And um, I
1: had an older guy Come up to me And he's like My god You all played that longer Than we were in the desert <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm putting that in a script in a movie in something somewhere. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You all played that longer than we were in the desert. That is magnificent. Classic. Uh, uh, Ah, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think Kelsey's, I mean, like, I mean, let's be fair. We did keep our bullshit to under twenty minutes today. We did. We are we totally sub twenty did. minutes on the bullshit. So sub twenty. She's sub gonna, 20. like,
1: she's gonna come back and be like, what? Like, and then we're gonna roll uh, out another two hour one or something. But it's like a tight forty eight like, minutes. Well, yeah, maybe you just shouldn't be here. Maybe it's <laughs> you, Kelsey. Who maybe. knows?
0: Yeah, maybe all the yelling is really driving us to just you know like. We, we do have a we do have a bit of punk rock in us, so that's you true. know. That's if you true. start telling us to do something, we're like, "Oi, fuck off!" That's right. You know? Maybe you should tell us not to do. Yeah, will you guys go ahead and give me ones. the longest rant possible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally. Um, do you want to get to a question, or you want to get? No, to I a- want
0: to. Like, I, I used, I I saw this article this week too that we were okay. we were going to talk about with regards because we've made a we've made kind of a stink. On this podcast about how we believe that music should have a degree of sex, drugs, and rock and roll to it, right? More me than uh, you, but yes. Well, but that's... I mean, there's something to be said for, you know, music... um, Hi, right Everybody has style. a soundtrack in the bedroom. Everybody... When you're when you're at a fucking party, there's music playing. If you're smoking weed, there's music playing. Most of my metal bands have been on hold on shows for the Drug Den show. Suck <laughs> yep. shot in yep. the show. <laughs> so there's something to be said for music and a little bit of chemical and physical alteration, shall we say. Um, but you sent me this article that said that Gen Z is drinking less and less and is that bad for music venues. And then we had a whole conversation about how do the music venues – because music venues really haven't evolved with the times. I mean, we had COVID protocols. We had all this stuff. But essentially, you still get your fucking ticket. You walk in the door. You get your wristband. You go to the bar. You get a beer, and you stand in the front, and you wait for the fucking band to come on. Well, the new generation of kids is not going to the bar first. No. So the yeah. the venues now after 70, 80 years of, you know, making you go to the bar and that's where they make their money are now having to evolve and everybody's losing their minds a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and the article actually was, you know, went a little bit further. It said it is hurting music venues. My yeah. question is, is it really, If if you dig into the study a little bit more, it was, it's, it's like 25% less sales, which, yeah. you know, we know bar and venue owners, those yeah. margins are tight. That's where yeah. they make all their money is on making alcoholic drinks or selling yeah. beer at an at a upsell. Um, and so that 25% can hurt you. And that is important. And because, you know, contrary to what so many musicians believe, um, bars are not there to promote music. <laughs> How many you know, times have we said this? Preach, <laughs> preach the you know, word. It was like, well, I just think that a bar would would like us to be there and entertain their crowd. I'm like, the bar is there to sell drinks. Yep, and you are there to sell drinks. <laughs> like Yeah, the a few weeks ago, drinks.
0: <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was at a show in Denver that was. Um, it was at a venue that a friend of ours owns. It's not. It's not the large one with the neon sign. It's an, It's another venue. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was an all ages show there. Um, our friend had her her daughter's birthday party was at this fucking rock and roll venue that I've seen a variety of bands at over the year played at over the years, and it was mostly. I think I sent you some videos from this show. Is yeah, the it was Blue hot. Radio Show at uh, at Globe Hall? Yeah, And there was a bunch of like teenagers like jumping up and down, bouncing, having a crazy, crazy time, having a great time. And the parents, there was, you know, like I'm of the parents' age. Right. I'm eating, oh, hello, this is my father. Oh, hello, father. How are you? <laughs> I'm the producer of their record. He's the producer. Yeah. <laughs> you now, is he a creeper? I don't know what producer means. Um, <clears throat> You know, and it was, you know, the drinks were, I, I paid $10 for a Montucky cold snack. um. And I think I paid a little bit more for another fancy bougie beer or something like that. It was like twelve bucks for a beer. It was, you know, Fillmore Auditorium prices yeah, here. Yeah. But I also was like, I know that they are not selling a lot of cocktails tonight. I mean, they no. do have a barbecue there. They do have some really good food there as well. But um they're not selling as many um alcoholic beverages is which really where they make their money and it used to be you could walk up to the bar and you'd be like hi can i get a water can i get a coke and all this kind of stuff and that would be gratis because the amount of alcohol that was being sold right but now you got a show where there's there's 316 to 19 year olds in the room you know they made their money a little bit of money on the ticket sales because it was a 20 dollar ticket sale for a smaller venue and then they were and then the, the cokes were six bucks Six. You know, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. there's like, that's a, th- it's kind of a, a little known thing because it's a volume deal, but like you make so much margin on cokes, mm-hmm. um, on sodas, whatever, yeah. uh, because it is still two to four cents per pour. Yeah. And so if it's a buck, if it's two, but like it does, like the pricing doesn't really go up on that. And I'm not talking about like a can of Coke, I mean, out of the gun. Yeah. You know, so like pre mixed stuff.
0: Uh, um, yeah, the syrup. Blend. Yeah, there's
1: not there's not that much on that I mean, for the CO two and the syrup. And yeah. it's, you know, a lot of that price that's being that's being thrown to you in a store or whatever is like basically from the aluminum, the packaging, and the car and yeah. and carrying it to the store and putting it on the shelf. But like, you know, bars can make a lot of good money on the Coke stuff. It's just, yeah. you know, you gotta have someone buy ten of them. <laughs> That's yeah. probably not a good idea yeah. for a 16-year-old or a 40-year-old or whoever. Yeah, But so, okay, so to get to this study, um, it is assumed, not not just assumed, but as part of the survey. When I say study, there's a survey and they were talking to Gen Z um, to sort of this age group that is like... The, the most prevalent going to clubs and going to music venues. That's that's what age you always go out every Friday, every Saturday, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And um, what's happening, the reason why they're drinking less is, one, there is... God, I love this generation, by the way. There's just more thought being put into alcohol as a poison. Yeah. As, as <laughs> maybe not something we should do all the time. Yeah. Um, just being more thoughtful about it. Doesn't mean... You know, maybe, maybe, and maybe you consider it like a like a soda pop or like Coke or whatever. It's like you know, maybe just don't have four of them a day. Maybe you know, and yeah. maybe maybe that's something you do on the weekends or on a special thing every now and then. But um, a lot of these people are choosing uh, weed. They're choosing gummies, yeah. and so yeah. they show up to the venue and get out of their Uber or Lyft and. And that's right when the gummy's hitting and you can bring it with you and no one really knows. And some people yeah. bring joints and go out in the back patio or whatever. Yeah. It's just a different kind of thing, partially because they have seen generations ahead of them and you know are are people that especially women that there, there can be problems when there's so much alcohol at dirty, dingy clubs, and yeah. that that may not be the best choice for people to be partaking in, because it leads to some violence. It leads to guys, you know, going out of control. Sometimes I've heard from younger women, it's like, you know, look, I just want to be more aware of my surroundings.
0: Yeah. You know. If I don't drink this, I'm not likely to get roofied.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is, is it's not necessarily that some of this generation doesn't drink as much. They just don't drink as much in public public yeah. um, you know they'll have private parties at home or whatever at their friend's house yeah. and they'll still do cocktails or you know drinks the whatever but but yeah. that that's a problem at clubs because also then it also becomes and this is a horrible part of society but it becomes this idea of like okay well so something happened to you and you're telling us
0: mm-hmm. how drunk were you Yeah.
1: And that's a horrible situation for every Mm -hmm. woman to be in. Yeah. Agreed. You take that out of the equation. You're like, I didn't have a damn thing. No, I was drinking water. I was drinking tea or whatever, you know, and you don't have to you don't have to deal with that side of things. So I think it's a little complicated, but Mm -hmm. the what we were talking about is that clubs should, you know, embrace this embrace yeah. that 25 or 30% and cater to them find and so here are some of the ideas that i had come up with and this is this is all nothing new it's not like i'm the only one to do yeah. this but mm-hmm. one you should as a venue as a club as a band be supportive of public usage of weed or mm-hmm. of mushrooms or whatever the thing is okay yeah try to advocate for a usage area for vaping or for, you know, uh, joints or kind of hookah stuff so that people feel comfortable not drinking but going to the show and doing what they want to do. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is in states and locations where it's legal. Um, But there is a movement to add public usage. When I say public usage, just think... Weed and mushrooms. <laughs> but, yeah. but when I say that, to add a public usage area and uh, that part of the license to your, basically your ABC or your cabaret license, which is what gives yeah. you the license to be able to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's called an adult use license that they want to sort of put in. Um, yeah. Cities are way behind on this still, but it takes clubs to do that. It takes venues yeah. to do that, to advocate for that as part of a way to help your business, help your customers, and it helps the world. So that's number 1. But what you can do right now, come up with some cool non-alcoholic drinks that you can charge 6 yeah. bucks for. Yeah. You know, do your Arnold Palmer kind of things or you know, have your bartenders figure out what you got in juices and in spritzers and in all that sort of thing that doesn't have alcohol. And and I'm not saying like don't do, like, just, you know, a lemon drop and make it, you know, and, and call it a lemon drop and just not put the lemon drop in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but, like, come up with something cool. And maybe bands can be a part of that. I yeah. also think that bands should be crushing water on stage. And if you listen to this podcast, you want to be you crushing... You mean some liquid, liquid death? death. That's Right. Murder. There's You're also a, a big movement on these free water things where you can give out water because the ads are printed on the aluminum mm. of the oh, cans. Oh, yeah, that's
0: great. Um, yeah. And
1: I think more bands should take a part of that. That's something I want to do a whole podcast on because I think yeah. I think that there's movement in there to where it doesn't take away from the bar. Like, bars mm-hmm. aren't really selling water. You know, they have the igloo thing there with the plastic cups yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah. But you could do it to where you could kind of sell ads locally. You could get into a partnership, but like bands have a way have a have a part in this. That doesn't mean you don't do shots on stage or whatever. If that's what mm-hmm. your band does, you could still do that. But maybe order a round of the, you know, of the um of the volcanoes. Okay, so we order around the volcanoes. Everybody's like, "What the hell is that?" Well, it's basically like it's like a cinnamon and a seltzer water shot. Mm-hmm. And you created that with the bartender, and you call it a volcano, and then yeah. other people order the volcanoes, and they know it's non-alcoholic, and hey, boom, the band does yeah. a little shot for everybody, and you can promote it. So there's a yeah. way bands can help this situation, um, and there's a way that venues can absolutely help this situation.
0: Yeah. Can I put a pause on this so I can go use the restroom real quick? Yeah. I'm a terrible, terrible podcaster. Terrible. 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 Keep it running, though. Huh? Keep you. Keep I'm gonna your keep recording it running. Yet. Don't tell me what to do. Shut up. Go pee. <laughs> <laughs> hi hi how are you how you doing hello 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 i didn't know if you'd hear me uh uh, to jump right back into the fray (laughs) uh i think that is it to a certain extent it's always been incumbent upon local businesses to push uh things like this forward I think yeah. that that you know the marketplace, uh, you know, for this kind of stuff, has always driven you know uh, uh, progress and change. Hey, you know what? The people are asking for this. We need to make it happen because it's going to happen at our level before it's going to happen at a at a at a higher maybe state and federal level, whatever. You know. Um, so I think it's definitely incumbent upon those businesses to start taking into account that as you said would you say 25 to 30 percent of their patrons now are not consuming alcohol and what i mean but what that also does is like if you're not you know reliant completely on alcohol sales that doesn't that mean you can start catering to having a having an afternoon uh, all ages show you can have an additional you know timetable where there's no alcohol served whatsoever you guys come in and blow your tits out you know having a great time at the bar and without having it be a bar necessarily or venue or whatever like there's ways to to manage this to make it really work well i mean we've talked often about how i want the show done by nine i'm i'm watching matlock and by nine thirty, that's right i'm in bed by 10 give me nine know? o'clock headliners Nine o'clock headliners. That's something I've also talked to artists about a lot. A lot of times is like, who's your crowd? If your crowd is over a certain age, make sure you're going on stage at nine o'clock at night or eight thirty, and being done by yeah. ten. We Perfect. used to like,
1: and and even back in the day, we would notice that because we had we had some people who were, <clears throat> I think I've mentioned this before, but we had just a whole lot of naughty mommies, which was like this <laughs> whole like group of women who were. This is their one night out away from their kids, and they just—they're gonna blow it out like they did back in the day, uh, you know. But they still got to get up tomorrow and go, you know, go yeah. in the pick-off line, the drop-off line, and you know, soccer practice and stuff. And so, even when we got major headline sets, mm-hmm. which are traditionally eleven o'clock, whatever, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, we would tell the other bands, we would just be like, no, you, why don't you do that? You go yeah. ahead and you do that one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, my God, I got the headlining slot. And, you know, little did they know, we, <laughs> no, we got, got the, the bar's empty spot slot. where the bar was completely packed and nobody yeah. had left. Everyone was still piling mm-hmm. in for the late night crowd. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I think that you should cater to it. I also think that there's a way where bars can fight back against this. Look get get into selling joints or gummies yeah <laughs> like who's to say that i can't walk into the bar get my get my wristband you know show yeah. my id pay my here's my ticket here's my thing and walk yeah. over to the right side where yeah. there's basically like a little mini dispensary, and yeah. you—I mean, obviously in the beginning, because there's a lot of rules and laws about this—you need to mm-hmm. partner with a yeah. licensed dispensary or something. And mm-hmm. you don't have to have everything in the world; just a few kinds of joints, maybe yeah. just a few kinds of gummies or some tinctures yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But like, why not get that twenty-five dollar sale for the bar? Yeah, if you're going to be missing out on the ten dollar drink, there's there's a yeah. way to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like there's a whole fuckload of cigar bars out there. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, that, like their entire brand is smoke and drink. Right? Why is this not... I mean, I understand the, you know, like, yeah, don't smoke a joint inside No. thing. You know, like you have to take this fucker outside. You can't smoke any... If you want to do the gummies in here, that's fine, but you stand on this side of the fence and don't go anywhere near the other side. Um you know uh, or whatever i don't know what the rules are should be but um i am not a professional uh, person in this capacity no but there like it's already being done with other substances yes. besides alcohol so why is it not happening with regards to you know i know in colorado we're we're fairly progressive when it comes to this stuff um i don't know you tell me Has psilocybin been decriminalized or is it legal here? Because those are two different things. Well, it was
1: decriminalized and then it was made legal, but there is no licensing regime (coughs) to Ah. sell it. And I was kind of a part of the weed thing here, and Mm -hmm. so I could speak to this a little bit. But there is normally this long licensing phase of like, okay, well, how does it get sourced? How does it get Mm -hmm. stored? How does it get moved All of this kind of stuff that you have to go through to allow for the retail sale of it. Yeah. Um, But like right now, it's being used a lot more in like research and and doctors can Mm -hmm. help get patients into programs using it. Which before that was like a federal offense <laughs> and yeah, a state yeah. offense. So I mean, yeah. we're moving in the right direction, and yeah. and you know, that's sort of. There's a lot of people that are doing microdosing and stuff, but no, yeah. you can't just walk into somewhere and buy mushrooms right now. Still, but you also can't be busted <laughs> for them, um, yeah. which is good. That's that's kind of the way it should be, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But but I do think that, like you know, like you said, you can be progressive on this. And be also brutally capitalist. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Like, I,
0: those two things are not mutually exclusive. No, yeah. in fact,
1: I think they're the same thing. Like yeah. if you like, let's let people do what they want to do. Criminalize the bad activity, but don't criminalize what you think leads to it. Yeah, and you know, so if someone gets violent. That, that's the problem. It's not the yeah. stuff before that. Like, we don't take away everyone's bar license. We don't fire everyone because one drunk got out of control. There are some laws about over-serving and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they are tenuous at best to prove that, yeah. like how a bartender yeah. could know that that guy didn't get drinks from anyone else in the night, and then he got violent and yeah. drove away. But yeah. there are ways to where we can manage this as a... By the way, all of this is adult use. Don't come mm-hmm. at me with children. Children shouldn't use this. Teens shouldn't use this. You know, um, this is a 21 and over kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, let's figure out a way to make it work for everybody. Make it work for yeah. the bar. Make it work for the... By the way, all this can be taxed. You want to yeah. put a little tax on it? That's fine. The bars yeah. are already paying their taxes. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, and there we get into sort of the libertarian, like, ah, oh, here we go with <laughs> the damn text. Okay, it doesn't have to be taxed, but there are ways to do it. And I also think, looking at this study, I looked into it a little bit more the next day, mm-hmm. it ain't just Gen Z. Yeah. Like, that doesn't account for all of it. I think that there mm-hmm. are a lot of people across yeah. all age groups
0: mm-hmm. that
1: are drinking less in public.
0: Yeah. I know that I'm one of them.
1: I'm one of them. I absolutely am. And, and Mm -hmm. I mean, I drink, I drink so much less than I did before. But I, oh, yeah. But I, but especially in public, part of it's a pricing mechanism. Sure. Yeah. They've priced me out of the market. I'm like, okay, well, it's 50 (laughs) bucks if I want a few beers. Um, Yeah. But I'll make that decision when I can make that decision if that's part of my night. Tomorrow,
0: that's part of my night. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, I think that that's part of it though. Like I, my, uh, my relationship with alcohol and any type of chemical alteration, shall we say, has changed in uh, my. Well, I'm at the end of my life. These are my Twilight That's years. Right, Fuck yeah. it, I'm out. You know? <laughs> no, like it, it's changed because it's no longer about. Like, I don't. I'm not trying to get smashed anymore. I don't get. Getting drunk holds no appeal for me. No. In, and it's in, by itself. Like, if, but if I'm enjoying some cocktails and we all get a little buzz and relaxed and are enjoying the company of other the of other people that's that's different but the experience is not to plow through as much jagermeister as possible to get to the place where i feel comfortable with myself anymore True. it's no longer a mechanism for me to hide from my demons <laughs> that's by right ingesting more demons um <laughs> The exorcist was wrong, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so like I, I think that that's true. And, uh, you know, and I think as as Gen Z and the younger generation have seen their parents or their their, you know, like adult, you know, yeah. f- figures change their relationship with alcohol, it is it has brought them in in a different place. Because I from the conversation we had at the beginning of this podcast where you talk about your grandmother's relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Like and that mom probably was affected alcoholic, too. Yeah, so that affects your that affects your relationship with alcohol.
1: Yeah, and um, I had to think hard and hard and fast about it, like from the genetic standpoint. Yeah, I, I was 22 and I took a year off of drinking just yeah. to see, just to make like a self check, yeah. you yeah. know. And yeah, and that's that's one of those things. And my mom entered a program. She entered, you know, AA. Unfortunately, my grandma yeah. did not make it out. Yeah, um, <sighs> and you know, but that's. That's that generation I mean a lot of people yeah. they I mean they're coming through wars and stuff, yeah yeah they had high bars at the end of the night to not hear the bombs in
0: their head. yeah, you know that totally and it totally makes sense uh, but also like I think that the mental health conversation has changed people's relationships yeah self with, with these and such. things with self-medicating for sure and that's and that's what we're seeing that in the marketplace now as uh, you know as as venue patrons and consumers and yet the flip side of that is. There are more alcohol offerings than ever,
1: right? Like mm-hmm. back in the day, it was a news story when Zima came out. Oh my God, it changed <laughs> did the you, game.
0: You, how did you read my mind? That was the name. It was just, I mean, literally. It's like I broadcast it on my forehead. It's a
1: trope, Zima, yeah, totally. Yeah. But you know, now you have you know the hard seltzers, you have ready-to-drink mm-hmm. things, you have. Yeah. You know, just, and if you, God, if you're in anywhere that's like Colorado, I mean, we have Mm -hmm. the most amount of microbrews per capita, and that includes Germany. Like, we make the most beer of anyone in the world. The Great Beer American Festival is here. Um, And so, I mean, but, like, God, some of those things, you get into the IPAs, and you Mm can, you're talking about 12, 14% alcohol. Like, you can't. Take you can't knock down a a twelve pack
0: of those and like expect to
1: do anything.
0: Well, it's also I don't think those beers are designed for you to knock back a twelve pack. No, they're They're really not. Your dad's not sitting in his easy chair that's you know like frayed on the corners from the cat clawing at it and knocking back (laughs) a twelve pack of D's nuts. (laughs) Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite um, uh, beers, by the way, from the, I don't remember who makes it, uh, I can hear my friend Chris yelling at me, ah, this brewery, it's called These Nuts, and it's a Nutella beer. Oh, wow. And it is fucking delicious. He also got me uh, a growler yeah. of, um, it was a Samoa, like a Girl Scout Samoa beer really? from some brewery that, it doesn't sound good, but it was like fucking dessert with alcohol in it. And it was amazing. But again, I'm not drinking that and going, I'm getting fucking plowed on this thing, yeah, you know? Any of those things the, I
1: have, I'm like, this is
0: good for one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like two of them, you're like, you start tasting
1: the flavoring, you know, <laughs> you're like, that's not <laughs> yeah. real strawberry
0: those aren't real you strawberries. Know, and
1: I, mm-hmm. like, and I know people that like ciders, and you know, yeah. gluten free ciders and stuff out there, and
0: a nice some warm of those Dickens are, cider.
1: Oh my God, those those <laughs> apple crisp ones. Jesus, sorry, I that
0: was a terrible joke. No, that's funny.
1: I like <laughs> it. Um, I yeah, I just think that. And this is not to say, hey, look, there's some people that listen to this and still like to get loaded on beer and still like to do a bunch of shots and do that sort of thing. This is when you should do it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but you'll get to the point to where you have something to do (laughs) and you'll be like, "Eh, it's not worth feeling that way tomorrow. I got
0: to get up and feed the baby in two hours. I I
1: mean, I was just (laughs) horrible because I did not get hangovers. Yeah, And I could drink like an all-star and get up and do the things, and it was not a problem. And that, of course, you know, is probably the alcoholism in me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of what leads you down that road. There is no downside. There is no, whoa, buddy, whoa, you got to go into work and be like, I'm at work. What are we doing today? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. They're really... I mean, as an as a musician, there's not really another job. We think we've talked about this before where you are a party leader and the party often involves alcohol and, you know, you get handed 10, 15 shots a night. Yeah. And I mean, I know that there got to a point when I was doing those gigs where I had to find a way to fake, pretend it. to take the shot and yep. then put it behind my amp or something like that. And I worked with some people who did not have a vessel for that no you know no they would do all of the shots and then it would be a fucking mess afterwards yeah but um you know like it's 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 a it's a rare job where unless you're a brewmeister a distiller <laughs> where you know consumption of alcohol is is part of the the job yeah. right um i don't daytime I mean, like nighttime. It, yeah yeah you know like and i don't do it I don't do it often like but when you know like I'm on stage and I have a drink I will have a drink. And the nice thing about the Liquid Death cans is they look like a beer can. That's right. Beer can murder your uh, thirst. And so like I I usually have I've started having one of those on stage next to me cuz it looks like I have a beer can. Yeah. Um so and it feels uh, like mango one
1: is, when you slam the, it.
0: Mm, the mango ones are the best mm, such good stuff um, are they ever going to send you a case of the lime water because it's quite delicious
1: this is the hope we're going to get a this bunch is the of hope. cases I, okay. it's going to happen when we go to video they okay. want to see it on video
0: okay well but I mean I can take a screenshot of it right now with me holding the can ooh of that a I'm, screenshot how 90s no I'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> 1900 it's not a vertical (laughs) 1980 (laughs) totally Uh, um no yeah the it's not a vertical (laughs) how dare you (laughs) um yeah like so like i mean that's been that's been nice for me as an artist to actually have this uh, like you know i can still lead the party and look like i'm leading the party but i get to take care of myself and i think that that's I think I've told you my brand is selfishness. I'm all about taking care of yourself yep. and making sure that you are taken care of yeah. because you can't take care of anybody if you're not taking care of yourself. So take care of yourself first. And this is all part of my regime of taking care of myself is I don't drink as much.
1: No, I don't either. And But I also don't want to be that guy, right? Like I, I don't want to tell you what you should do or what, yeah. what's right or what's – Best for your career or for music or whatever, you know, if it gets in the way of meetings, if it gets in the way of rehearsal, if it gets in the way of your playing, yeah. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, yeah. and you drink far more than everyone else around you, okay, that's that's okay. Yeah. That's on you. That's why we yeah. do this. That's why you're not mm-hmm. an accountant. Yeah. Um. And so I... I I'm 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 kind of open-minded about that. I know that that's my brand. <laughs> it's like, yeah. get but fucked up I mean, okay. and screw each other. But you know, I just listen. <laughs> I, I, there's <laughs> limits to everything. You're gonna go through seasons of your life of. Different kind of drinking. Um, yeah, you will get to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm sort of a G and T guy, you know, or a G and T gal. Like, I like a I yeah. like a cocktail now. I mean, yeah. look in my band, we had a song about a, an alcohol about a drink we created called a ginger whale. That was oh, boy. yeah, and it was so we created this thing that was like Verner's uh, ginger ale with Whalers oh, very good.
0: rum. Very good. Oh no. Yeah.
1: How's that? That's horrifying. But like, seriously, one or two of them.
0: Yeah, you were done.
1: You felt great. <laughs> but there's I so. Bet it tasted much like a Jolly Rancher. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have just as easily been a daiquiri, but you know. Yeah. But it's like rum and coke, but you just make it with Verner's. But by the way, if you want a ginger whale, that's how you make it. There's a little twist to it at the end, but. But oh, we we nice. would write we would have a song about that, and yeah. we played that on stage and. We could sell Whaler's Rum in any bar we wanted to. Mm,
0: very there, nice. And
1: then Sailor's Jerry Sailor Jerry's was happening. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, part of our whole thing was we were a party band and we got kind of, you know, yeah. roped in with alcohol things. We had a whole song yeah, about We had that too. Denver Joe where I slam a beer every night. Um, mm-hmm. In one take And Yeah Like there were things like that And we were very much A Jaeger band And very much A yeah. tequila
0: band At one oh, point point. it just changed Yeah The Jaeger days man Oh, yeah. But you know it In the Jaeger background bombs.
1: We were having You know We would get Eight, you know, eighteen pack of Keystone Lights for the band, you know, just <laughs> just so we can drive to the hotel, <laughs> you know, you, do you want like
0: some you some natty be a little light.
1: Thirsty after the show, you gotta have a little something. Yeah. Um, give me a, give me a Coors. I mean, we were legendary drinkers. We really were, mm-hmm. and we all sort of made it out, um, which is good. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: Look, so much so we used to do this thing. It started at. Oh, my God. I think I remember the name of the bar. Jose Muldoon. Jose Maldun's? Oh, my God.
0: Yep. Jose Muldoon's in Colorado Springs, right?
1: Another bar in the proud tradition of a Mexican restaurant with an Irish name. <laughs> I don't know where that <laughs> happened, but I've played like 40 of them. Yeah. Just um, like O'Sheamus Gonzalez or something <laughs> like... Just weird fucking oh, places like that. And then you go in, and it's all da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, they're selling, you know, they're selling, yeah. like, tequila and, and nachos and stuff. And you're like, okay, where does where does the Muldoons come from here? But anyway, well, we used to do this Because the tequila's thing. made with whiskey. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's, that's, everybody knows whiskey comes from the agave plant. That is not true! Um, Kelsey! Oh, she's not here. Damn it. But we used to have this bet about doing... Um, it was called a mat shot. And so at the end of the night, oh, after the bar you, chum. on the bar, the bar mat where they would pour all the drinks, all yeah. of the alcohol that spills over goes into mm-hmm. this little mat that the thing that has little cleats on it or whatever. Yeah. And so you'd make like a bet, and they, you'd go up to the bar, and the bartender would pull it up and then do it like a slide into your mouth. And yeah. you would drink all of the alcohol that was in that. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's I just, the kind of thing we were doing. I'm sure bands still do this kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I certainly don't <laughs> want to be a hypocrite and say, you know, you guys should be more straight edge.
0: Uh, no. You know, just keep a governor on it. I think that's what you said, though. It. Just keep
1: a governor on it.
0: Yeah. I don't think you said that, 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 that this is a thing that, this is not a judgment call on anybody else. No. I think that what this is, is this is a, We've had a conversation about where we think things are going to, and we th- and where things are for us personally. So, um, but by all means, if you're you know living a life and you're enjoying yourself and you're having a good time, and you're not fucking hurting anybody or yourself, really. Right. 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 Who, who am I to say anything about it? Yeah. Um, exactly. So. Yeah.
1: And it's also something to where I think that we we want to be really clear about being accepting and and inclusive. And that Mm -hmm. does include you drunks, too. Like, I'm accepting and inclusive of the people who are choosing away from that and being like, you know, I would like to see more sober shows. I would like to see more water at shows. I would like to see bands doing less promotion of alcohol. I'm inclusive of that. But I'm also inclusive of the young punk or rock band, you know, Mm -hmm. from Manchester that is like, Mm -hmm. no, we like to put them back. Um, And our fans do, too. That's okay. It's just, I think that we are in a place now in the music industry and in cultural in general to where mm-hmm. it's more acceptable to be wide-eyed and thinking about this. To be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you know, it's not on accident. You know, it's not like, oh, wow, that got away from me because I never thought about it. I never thought yeah. we should drink or don't drink or do drugs mm-hmm. or smoke weed or whatever. I think everyone yeah. is thinking about it And this study sort of shows yeah. that that's that's having it's playing a part. Now, is yeah. it is it is it portending of like the future like will this 25 become 35% 40%? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I mean, alcohol's been pretty strong in the world forever.
0: Um mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: think it's going to go away forever.
0: <laughs> um it's but, a sign that God loves you yeah. is the yeah. yeah,
1: but also, <laughs> but like whatever that percentage is, just know it's a real issue and your band needs to pay attention to that. That's your workplace, bars and That's venues your and yeah. and so don't be blind to it and understand that your fans are their customers.
0: Yeah. And so you have That's a place in it. Very that. true. I love that. I I think it's, again, this is all a conversation about paying attention to where you make your living.
1: Yes, yes. Be mindful.
0: How can you, how can you win, you know, like these, all the things we talk about are all about these things, all about, uh, you know, ways for you to make a living in music. And this is something that's happening in the marketplace that you are currently generating revenue in and you should be paying attention to it and looking for solutions to make sure that your band stands out and wins in this environment
1: exactly or your and, project and probably in a bigger fashion is to make sure that you are seen as uh, a band as a front person as a musician that um that your fans can <clears throat> identify with so that yeah. like you don't seem out of touch with them mm-hmm. if you at least know this is going on <clears throat> if you kind of at least understand it, like yeah. now now you can mention that in your email newsletter. Find different ways for you to connect with fans about this. Ask your fans, do you want us to do a, a sober show? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want us to create one of these kind of drinks or whatever? See if your fans are the kind of fans that are like, yeah, we're more gummy oriented. That would be nice. Well, you're going to get more people to come out to your show. You know, like there, yeah. there is a business side to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And
1: it helps you in a lot of ways. All right. So let's get to sink of the week. Oh, Kelsey, sink. you're gonna be so happy. Sink. Look at sink. us getting into sink. this. Uh, we're still sink. gonna be in an hour, but um, so <laughs> sink of the week. My sink of the week is for advertisement. An oh. advertisement. Um, so this is for Hagar. The Slacks? Yes, The Slacks. I know. I saw a commercial, <laughs> um, which is so weird because I watch all streaming, but I did see a commercial. And Were you it, watching the NBA Finals? Yes, is that where you I, was, I was. Yes, I was. And the song placement is so good. Um, it's called Feels Good to Be Me by a mm-hmm. band called Hello, Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello, Hello. I want you to look up this song eventually because this is what we call in the industry sync bait. Whoa. When I hear a song like Whoa. this, some of us talk back and forth. We're like, that is sync bait. There are oohs. There are ahs. There are hand claps. There are... It is rising. It is going down. It is a song mm. that makes you feel so good. It's a song that wants you... What is aspirational. Um, yeah. And it's in a slack ad. <laughs> it's in an ad about slacks, trousers, if yeah. you will. Um and it's called "Feels Good to Be Me," and even the ad campaign is named after the song. Um, oh, thank so, um, And you so go. I want to say it's uh, Position Music is the sync agency. Position yeah. Music does a lot of placements, and they're a great company. Um, if you're if you're ready, if you're very good, if you are very good, um, you should reach out to them. <laughs> if you are not, you should not reach out to them. They will, they, they will leave yeah. you on red for a long time if you don't have a great song um so but advertising you guys this is where by the way hello you hello guys. not the hugest band in the world they don't have a big major hit it's not some big thing like that this is where you can make it in sync is yeah. if your song stands on its own it's not about the band it's about the product and so mm-hmm. this this makes sense go search it out hagar feels good to be me um by a band called hello hello
0: nice that is a solid choice that's a solid choice. I'm gonna look that. I'm going look that up. I have not heard the song yet. Yeah, but, uh, and when
1: you hear it, it you'll almost, be like, "Oh
0: shit, sink bait." Uh, sink bait. Um, okay. So, I, uh, I to to just to preface my tale of woe here. Um, it's not a tale of woe. Uh, I do you. Uh, this is just a quick sidebar question before I get to my sink of the week. I pause my streaming services. I don't have them all on all the time because I'm just like I'm not watching Netflix right now put it on pause for three months I'm not watching Hulu right now put it on pause for three months and then it's like oh yeah I want to watch that show I'll turn it back on really right? yeah that's great I don't I just don't so I'm like why am I bucks. spending I, I don't know I, I go <laughs> buy some weed gummies yeah it. there you go <laughs> you know um, so uh, I, find, I turned my Hulu back on and I caught up on the rookie the Nathan Fillion uh, vehicle that is uh, really fun l a cop show um it's just i it's entertaining mindless and dumb and I finally caught up on the last few episodes and in the season finale, there was a big old like you know fight scene between everybody you know and um they played mountain song by jane's addiction uh, during this scene, like this full on melee and you know coming down the mountain. And I was like, and, and so like, of course, you know, Jane's Addiction holds a very, very special place in my, my blackened rock and roll heart. Yes. I just, I mean, like what a fucking fascinating band and what great fucking rock tunes. Um, It just, yeah. Anyway, but like, it was just this really great, again, it's not for me, this kind of thing is not just about like, okay, so the scene is great. Uh, the song is great, and together they're amazing. That song, I've—I mean, one of my favorite covers of it was by a Denver band called Rexway.
1: Yes, Our buddy
0: Mike Mitchell used to cover it with his band, Susan Feeling playing bass, and you know, uh, 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 Doctor on the guitars, and uh, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and and so it just has a—it has a really special place in my heart. That particular song, seeing my friends play it, and, you know, like I love that band, and you know, to have it come up in twenty twenty three on a TV show uh, during a full-on, you know, like, crazy fight scene was just really fun. It's the same reason, like, the the, the song you liked in Fubar. Yeah. Uh, the Donna's tune. Like, you're just like, I just fucking love this song, and I was really happy to hear it in this moment. It's yeah. Pretty much that. And, yeah. And, it, and that's, and, uh, like, yeah.
1: that's probably a supervisor... Um... A favorite it's like i'm yeah. gonna place this song <laughs> like, yeah like a the lot of times music, music supervisors that. you do that sometimes where you're like you just got a few in your pocket they're like man the right. i'm yeah. just I'm gonna pitch this because this <laughs> is it
0: yeah like i like, love this song yeah yeah uh um, what was the acdc song was it like, if you want blood or something like yeah. that, is that what, yeah it's that, everywhere right now yeah it's gotta yeah, have it's like 100 everywhere.
1: placements this year
0: yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, and
1: it's a great Brian Johnson
0: needs new ears. And Come by on. the
1: way, um Coming Down the Mountain, nineteen eighty seven. Fuck
0: yes. Yeah. So that is twenty thirty-six year old song. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> From James. Nirvana's classic rock now, dude. I know. I'm i I'm sad. I know. Fun is classic rock. Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> is classic Stone rock. Temple Pilots. Now. Uh yeah, but you know, we've got enough we've got enough um, you know uh cadavers in the in the wind on 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 that era of music at this point yeah it's considered classic rock that's the Uh, thing that was by the
1: time we get to emo
0: yeah um which by
1: the way kids your time is coming okay (laughs) all right i'm a fallout boy fan i'm a my camera fan Uh, if i i'm I'm a fan i am a fan i love all of them and by the way i don't see those as emo but but i you know they they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My point is, is because so few of those people have died, mm. there's, gonna, there's not this, like... But all of those bands were together. They're, they've been together for 25 years. Yeah. <clears> they've <throat> yeah. gotten back together, yeah. have reunion tours, and... Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. A, your time is coming. When yeah. my chemical romance is gonna be on the classic rock station, mm-hmm. and your your little millennial heart's gonna break, you're gonna be like, "God, I'm so old." Don't worry, your time's coming.
0: <laughs> I saw this thing you know, that it was a there was a video sent to me, and it was a it's called emo flooring, and it was a guy like you know this this emo kid started his own flooring company, and it had this whole thing, and he sang the tagline, and "It's all oh, nose the whole time," kind of thing going on. <laughs> But the top comment that popped up was the one that like killed me it was just you know there's whole the whole thing's like black hair and you know like uh do you want uh do you want your floors black like your heart or white like the pills you take so there's like there was this so that was the that was in the video and then the top comment said floors that cut themselves Oh shit that's i funny. could not stop laughing it, was, it is a fucking fantastic skit Ugh. and i don't know who made it but it's uh it made me very happy look up emo flooring yes i'm gonna have um, to find and, that it's so good but uh yeah that was that was really 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 wonderful i enjoyed that that is awesome all right so there's your sink of the wigs so little hagar hagar we're gonna call it
1: hagar uh, in deference yeah. to Sammy uh, on the mm-hmm. ad stuff. And then from the rookie coming down the mountain in nineteen eighty seven, little James Addiction. Why do I sound like a Ooh. radio DJ right now? That's weird. <laughs> or I don't oh, know. You sound like a coming strip up club after DJ. the break, James Addiction coming down the mountain.
0: Coming up on stage four we're again, t- again. We're <laughs> gonna take the
1: six collar to win some <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Win some tickets to Jane's Addiction rate and subscribe, uh, and and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Uh, those are kind of yeah. taking off. We've got a bunch of five stars. Thank you. Really That's appreciate awesome. That. Thank you for that. Uh, leave hilarious comments. Please on correct there. We our might, Spanish. Yeah, we might read it on the air. <laughs> and again, thank you, Norway and Denmark. We're we're kicking ass there. I don't know if we're on the charts yeah. right now, but we appreciate it. And uh, so, yeah, remember to rate and subscribe and you can find us at Two Shots Music Pod everywhere you find people. You can email us any of your music questions or any general questions on life or flooring or emo or pills or whatever you want. Two Shots Music Pod at gmail.com. And until next time, we will see you soon. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.